Cosmic Pleasure Podcast. I'm your host, Amy D. Thompson from amydintuitive.com. I'm an intuitive mentor, tantrika, energy healer, writer focused on topics of body, mind, soul, and sex. In this podcast, we discuss topics on discovering, developing, and embodying our limitless pleasure potential in this lifetime. We cover topics of sexual empowerment, spiritual development, energy medicine, mindfulness, and holistic health and wellness. This podcast is for the modern day human looking to open their heart and mind to the limitless potential of pleasure in life, love, and of course, sex. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today, babes. I am Amy D, your host, and I am an intuitive mentor, tantric coach, and creative and today on the podcast i wanted to discuss the spiritual mental emotional aspects of the menstrual cycle and why it's important that we learn about this as women but why we also educate our men and our boys that we may be raising as well Um, i'm going to share the knowledge that i have cultivated over the years Um, which is a decent amount but I'm not a specialist in this area and I just want to put a little disclaimer out there that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a specialist in menstrual cycles, I'm just sharing the knowledge that I have cultivated from my own research and my own studies and my own belief system because not all of it because it's spiritual is factual but it is something that I believe will and has a real potential to support you on your journey of love, life, and sex, health and wellness, um, and supports the raising of consciousness of the world, but also of your bedroom. So um, I'm also a little bit sick because I have a two-year-old. I'm just at the end of what turned into bronchitis so if I have a little cofferoo that is why um but yeah um if I wait till I'm healthy again who knows when I can record another podcast because I have a two-year-old that goes to kindy so the reality is um sickness is prevalent in my house this year anyway <clears throat> first of all I wanted to discuss the reasons why I to- I'm talking about the menstrual cycle first off. So in my line of work, I see a lot of women who have huge dislike, hate, disgust, disconnect to the menstrual cycle. The majority of us, me included before I got on this journey, hated having my period. I was stoked when I could take the pill and like take those little, you know, skip the sugar pills and just skip my period altogether. Um... But the reality is, is this disconnect from our menstrual cycle causes so much disconnect from ourselves and disconnect from our bodies, but also huge um, 
I wouldn't say like full on disconnect from our spiritual self, but when we are avoiding this um, aspect of our body and our health and wellness, um, it limits our spiritual self because there's so much potent intuitive goodness within the menstrual cycle and it is just another pathway to coming home to more of yourself. And um, I just want to acknowledge that even there are plenty of humans out there that may not resonate with being a woman and may have a bleed as well before I start. Um, and if that is you, please know that I'm going to refer to to the menstrual bleeders as women, but I acknowledge that you may not resonate with being a woman, but this may still support you on your journey regardless. So please take what what you need from this chat and leave what you don't. So this disconnect from our bleed, <clears throat> it's really causing a lot of um, disconnect from ourself in general. And it also can cause like, I want to say like a rivet in our connection with our divine feminine and our sexual self because the divine feminine or females as, yeah, let's say females um, rather than feminine energy because men have feminine energy as well. Females, we bleed. And this is part of our regenerative process, but also it is part of the way our sexual organs function in a healthy way. So when we have a disconnect from our bleed, when we hate on it, when we have disgust in our bodies for bleeding, this can manifest in really icky, icky stuff happening um, and manifest into dis-ease. So like PCOS, endometriosis, all those kind of things. I believe that it comes from not only hormonal contraceptives, which we won't get too deep into today because that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But <clears throat> um, there are there is research linked to the pill and hormonal contraceptives being linked to PCOS, even though they now use it as a cure for PCOS. It's not a cure, it's a band-aid. But um, also our mindset around our periods um, and our or our menstrual cycle re, um, can also manifest this disease in our body because we're shutting it down, right? We're avoiding avoiding this aspect of ourselves, and this comes from centuries of shame, dis, um, disgust, you know, pain, all that kind of stuff from being persecuted and um abused as women um so first of all let's just view this podcast today this episode as a red tent so a red tent was something that back in the day um when a woman was bleeding she would go to the red tent this is like way back, way back in the day. And I don't know dates, so so's about it. But let's just say like back in old school times, we used to go to a red tent and it's where we would, we would go to rest and rejuvenate and let ourselves die. So a period is ultimately a mini death. And in this red tent, we would discuss different things. We would teach our younger, the younger generation coming through the menstrual cycle about the menstrual cycle, about our intuition, about our psychic abilities. We would teach about our bodies. We'd teach about sexuality, all these kind of things that are now deemed taboo. 
But the red tent was later taught to us as a place where women went because we were dirty. But that wasn't true at all. It was a place, a sacred temple for us to go because when a woman bleeds, she's in her most potent intuitive state. So she's extremely psychic and actually I've heard many stories of women going to take ayahuasca or they've gone to specific temples say in India or different places across the world and they've been rejected when they're on their bleed because we're so intuitive we are ultimately channeling the goddess so um yeah it's recognizing that this phase of our cycle is actually so potent and unfortunately over time um, it has been demonized and I do have my theories on why it's been demonized. Um, I do think men in general were quite afraid of this aspect of women um, back in the day. They didn't really understand it. And it kind of it gave women power. You know, like we weren't, we didn't have the same physical strength necessarily, but we had this intuitive power that was unseen and, and not understood by men. So it, it terrified them. So when the imbalance of masculine energy started to rise within society and within the world, this part of us became, became an aspect that men wanted to shut down within us. Um, and like, I guess like not just mass, yeah, let, I don't want to I don't want to like shame men with this discussion because it's not like we hate men like the imbalance of masculine energy or let's call it the patriarchy has also damaged our men as well um but back in the day it was ultimately men running the show and um and shutting and shutting and shunning and bringing shame to the bleed cycle of women because you know what woman in her right mind back in the day would be like, oh, I'm disgusting because I'm doing a, a humanly natural process. <laughs> None. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to call this little episode, this is like the red tent. This is where we, where I'm going to discuss with you the knowledge that I have around the menstrual cycle. Um, there may be more of these because it's such a huge topic and I do not know everything and maybe I could even eventually interview some specialists on the topic because there's always more to uncover. Um, I also know, so I'm in New Zealand right now for any of you overseas and um, our indigenous culture here is the Maori culture and I am aware that Maori culture even had their own version of red tent of the red tent and I think this goes for all indigenous cultures so I'm sure it's probably there's probably a version of it and with aboriginal culture with um American Indians um you know everywhere throughout the world um any indigenous culture I'm sure had their own version of the red tent and honoring the feminine and the menstrual cycle um so yeah um so I wanted to discuss the four phases of the menstrual cycle so the four phases of the menstrual cycle are not only connected to our bleed cycle but they're connected to the seasons and to the cycles of the moon and it's no surprise that the moon has a twin runs on a 28 day cycle 
And on average, so does a healthy menstrual cycle. Um, so the season we will start with is winter. So every single month we go through these four phases. So the winter of our cycle is our bleed cycle. It's when we're bleeding, when we're on our period. This archetype of our bleed is called the crone or the wise woman. It's connected to the, to the phase of the new moon. And it's a time where we are in an ideal world, given the space to rest, to retreat, to nourish, to intuitively download what we need to download to either process and allow aspects of ourselves to die or intuitively download what's to come. We don't act on it in this phase if we can help it, even though I am recording this at the end of my own bleed. But we do live in a modern day world now. So, yeah, it's it's something we have to we do have to adjust to, unfortunately. Um, but it's a time where we do the bare minimum. <clears throat> we do the bare minimum and we we really remind ourselves that we are in this phase of our cycle and pushing is not going to give us ideal results in our life and our well-being in this phase of our cycle we'll find we'll have more pain more um a heavier bleed an unhealthy bleed because the color of our blood is also really important um all of these things can become imbalanced and um unhealthy when we do push through this phase and when we do have a lot of stress going on in our lives and when we're not nourishing ourselves um, through diet and things like that. And also like adjusting our exercise plans um, in this time and the exercises that we're doing and our bleed is so important too. Because if we're pushing in this phase, this is when we're going to find we either stop having a period or our periods become extremely heavy and painful and all these kind of things. Um it's also a time where in Tantra they call it a mini death. So you pretty much just stop doing everything. You stop your spiritual practices. You can still meditate and stuff like that. That's part of resting the mind and nourishment and stuff. But Tantric practices we do not practice in this phase because we are already so intuitive. Um, it's a time when we just let ourselves be and let anything in us die that needs to die. <clears throat> It can be, um, so I wanted to talk about sex in your period. So I know there's a lot of um, shame and stigma around having sex on your period, but there's also the other side where a lot of people are super pro having sex on sex your period, um, especially because I know I see a lot of talk in the sexual empowerment world of you know orgasm is a natural painkiller so if you're having really painful periods of course orgasm is going to be really supportive to these painful periods and it can be really nourishing and my viewpoint on sex on your period is simply to listen to yourself question everything and tune in intuitively to yourself because the reality is we're all different. We're all at different places in our life. 
and we will all be having sex on our period for different reasons. So period like our bleed energy is a cleansing energy. So when we're bleeding, we're cleansing. So it's a downward flow of chi um, or sexual energy. So ching is what we call it in Tantra. So ching um, is developed and held in the ovaries, which is sexual energy. And when we bleed, we, we are bleeding out ching, ultimately, a small amounts of ching. <clears throat> so... If we were to have sex, you know, penetrative sex, for example, or orgasm, orgasm is a mini birth, so it's a rebirth. So if we're on our bleed and we're having a mini death, we're ultimately contradicting that energy with orgasm, which is a rebirth. So it's not that it's wrong, it's just something to consider when you are choosing to have sex on your period and deciding whether it's right for you in that moment or not. It's also reflecting, because I know a lot of women can get super horny on their period, inclusive of myself. But when I do, I kind of, nowadays, I tune in with myself and I ask myself, why am I wanting to have sex? Why am I having a sudden inflow of horniness? So is it coming from a divine space or is it coming from an addictive or an avoidant space? So because we're having a mini death on our period, it's recognizing that things might be coming up for us emotionally that we're being asked to surrender and to release. And so maybe for some of us in some moments of our life, we're wanting to have sex to escape or avoid. We go into an avoidant place because sex in its lower nature, like everything, everything has a higher and a lower nature, is addictive. And it is something that we can use to avoid. And it's something that I did in my slutty pants phases of my life. So it's just reflecting on yourself. Like, why are you feeling called to have sex on your period? And then if it feels nourishing to you, then go for it. You know, if it's feeling really... Because you're also in a very spiritual place when you're bleeding. So sex can also be really really connected and deeply spiritual with a partner and this time or with yourself so <clears throat> there's no right and wrong in this stuff it's just asking ourselves and reflecting on our reasons why is it coming from a nourishing place or is it coming from an avoidant place so yeah sex on your period there's no right and wrong but these are just things to consider because I've also had some really um, spiritually empowered period sex as well as. Um, so yeah, it is something that you need to be discerning yourself with. <clears throat> then the first phase after winter, so this is the phase when you're fresh off your period, is connected to the season of spring. The archetype that we use in this or we embody in this phase of our cycle is called the maiden and it's connected to the waxing phase of the moon and it's the follicular phase of our cycle. <coughs> so it's the time where we ultimately have a rebirth. So we've just died. We've just had a mini death and now we're into the rebirth phase. Um, oh, and one note about the moon cycle when you're bleeding new moon is when back in the day when we were in sync with the moon because we were once sometimes we still are 
the new moon was when we originally used to bleed the majority of the time. And also the new moon is black, right? There's no moon when we're in the new moon phase. So it's a time where we're just going inward. It's darkness. It's just going inward. And darkness does not mean bad or evil. This is something that's been taught through the patriotic system, through the imbalance of masculine energy. And there's so much to it. But it's recognizing that it's okay to go into the darkness, into the shadows of ourselves. And this is what the new moon phase represents to us as we bleed. But back to the maiden. So the maiden phase is when we have new ideas, we're having a rebirth, everything feels kind of Um, We feel a lot more youthful. We might have a different, a bit of a spring in our step, Um, re-energized and sex can feel, we can want to have sex a lot more and we may want to explore and experiment a bit more in our sex life too. So it's fun, light sexual energy. It's a time where we feel more confident and, um, confident and empowered to express our sexual needs and our sexual desires and it's just a time where we really like start to lean into um, new aspects of ourselves that we maybe didn't see before that that want to be explored whether that's sexually whether that's creatively whether that's in life in general um, or with our relationships or our friendships Um, yeah it's, it's the newness energy then we move into summer which is connected to the full moon it's the mother archetype and it's the ovulation phase of our cycle so this phase of our cycle I always call it the horniest time of the month (laughs) so the full moon is a really horny time the full moon is also a time where we can go a bit loony and everything comes to a head and everything gets a bit if we've been ignoring stuff we've been we are really asked to surrender it as well but the full moon is a time of birth um so it's a time where we might birth babies I birthed my baby on a full moon and I also conceived my baby on a full moon and I didn't necessarily plan my conception so it wasn't an accident I invited him to finish inside me (laughs) but um I didn't realize we didn't think we would get pregnant that fast because I have I have PCOS and endometriosis and I thought I would struggle to conceive but it was the first time and I didn't realize at the time but I was ovulating and when I looked back at my period tracker I was ovulating and it was the full moon but it was a spontaneous invitation and then hello here we have sky baby um so yeah just be aware that full moon is ovulation energy so even if you're not in ovulation phase you can um, I believe you are still fertile quite fertile on the full moon and in rare cases women have still got pregnant without being in the ovulation phase but on the full moon so that can be a thing but anyway so the summer phase is a time where we birth babies and we conceive babies. It's connected to conception, but we also can birth projects if babies are not something we're going to birth or, um, yeah, so we can birth creative projects. We might be, um, it's a time where we're a lot more active. We have a lot more energy and it's kind of the, the phase where if you have things you want to act upon, um, this is the time to do it. <clears throat> It's a creative energy. 
and it is a time where we're probably at our horniest for most of us if we're in if we're working to be in alignment with with these four phases because there's so much that can take us out of balance with these four phases of the menstrual cycle um yeah so sex becomes something that we're craving we're really wanting more of um and also it's a really nice time that we can have really deep intimate um soul connected sacred union sexual connections as well as and then we have autumn so autumn is the time we are in our wild woman phase and our wild woman phase is ultimately our premenstrual phase so um for some of us that maybe have um pms symptoms which aren't actually normal they come from well not the painful symptoms anyway but the wild energy is always there you know that kind of like no bullshit energy but it can either be more imbalanced or it can be balanced spiritually anyway um it's a phase where like the leaves on the trees in the autumn a lot of things are falling away and autumn can be a hard month for me, a hard season for many people inclusive of myself but I am learning to embrace it a lot more but you'll find that even actual autumn so the autumn of the year a lot of things can fall away the same as any of the seasons if you look if you reflect on your life you can see that the seasons of the year also have a, have an effect on how active or inactive we might be <clears throat> Um, for example, you know, summertime here in New Zealand anyway, you know, there's lots of festivals, we're social, um, we're birthing things into the world and winter we're hibernating, you know, we're hiding away a bit more and different things like that. So it's really recognizing how this happens every month for a woman, which doesn't happen for men, <clears throat> happens every month for a woman, but it also happens on a larger scale as well um, throughout the year. So autumn's a time where things are falling away like the leaves on the trees. Um, <clears throat> it's a time where we do have to surrender a lot more to things not necessarily going to our plan, but going to life's plan. Um, and it does have that energy <clears throat> where we are starting to feel that itch to keep away from people because we're feeling a little bit like, get away from me that kind of stuff um sexually this archetype is really interesting so when I first started on my spiritual journey about seven years ago um I started reading about the menstrual cycle and I was like the wild woman that must be like the kinkiest phase of our cycle like I'd kind of like made this thing up in my head it must be like the whips and chains um archetype but as I've grown and spiritually developed um I have found that yes it can be kinky um we can be feisty as fuck in this phase sexually but it's actually more because the energy sexually is very much like you either want to have sex or not and if you are wanting to have sex for the majority of us it needs to be my way or the highway because you do have that that like wildness about you so it can 
it's a time where for a lot of us especially if we're feeling a little bit imbalanced we are going to have to be a little bit gentle with our partners especially if you're scorps like me (laughs) I can get pretty sharp tongued and harsh sexually when I am in the wild phase of my cycle so it's a time where we do have to be a little bit considerate of our sexual partners and communicate our needs with love and it's really important that our partners learn about our menstrual cycle because of these for these different reasons so they know that when you're in your wild phase if you're going to have sex there may be times where you might just shut down and be like no I've had enough or they're going to really have to listen to your guidance on what feels good and what doesn't um for example it's a time where we can be quite harsh and it's a time where we we do really want sex our way or not or nothing so just just something to be aware of so that's the four phases like a brief overview of the four phases of our menstrual cycle and knowing about these phases really helps to support you in understanding yourself more because then you can be more aware of where you're at energetically spiritually mentally emotionally and why and just witnessing the subtle differences in yourself as you move through every single month Ways you can work with this is by tracking your cycle. So tracking when you get your period every month and then kind of like witnessing when you're in each phase. There's a lot of um, apps and um, like workshops and different things that you can go on um, or experiment with. There's some amazing books out there too. I will link a couple of them in the show notes so you can do more of your own research. Um, but yeah, it's it's a potent, potent thing to to uncover um, within yourself and your intuitive abilities. So I now I just want to touch on why it's important that our men and our boys learn about this too. Because obviously, as women, we're bleeding. So this is why it's important that we learn about it. And also, it empowers us and helps us to lift the unhealthy and imbalanced stories that we might have around our menstrual cycle. Don't get me wrong. Bleeding is still messy and freaking hard work in the modern day and age that has not supported or celebrated this aspect of ourselves but reclaiming this aspect of ourselves will help to bring more celebration and more support of these aspects of ourselves and of women in general but when it comes to educating our men and our boys thing benefits of this and we don't have to get into all the gory details if they really can't cope with it. But just educating them that there are four cycle, four phases of every month that we go through. So educating them on the four phases is going to help to break the stories of women being crazy. And acknowledging that we are just different from the men. We're made different in so many ways. Like we know this physically, but it's been totally um, ignored and avoided that we do we're cyclic beings we're different we're not as linear as our male counterparts and those of us who do not bleed it helps 
them understand why we may be different at different times of the month. So this goes for our partners, our brothers, our friends, so they know to be a little bit more gentle with us when we're in our wild woman phase or when we're on our bleed and don't be so rough and tumble and then if we're going to be you know doing more active things we're going to be better in our summer and our spring phases or our maiden and our mother. <clears throat> it also helps to lift the stigma that's so still strong it's getting better but it's still strong within society um of us being yuck on our periods or that it's yucky that we bleed um it brings like allows us to be excited that we are these cyclic beings like bleeding is so powerful like it's such a powerful thing for for women and it's our natural cleansing process we need to do it like it's very important um for our balance and it helps to lift the shame and the fear and the hate of having a period, which, like I mentioned earlier, manifests disease in our womb and our ovaries and in our bodies in general. It disconnects us from our feminine energy. Like, you can't embody feminine energy and ignore the menstrual cycle. Like, well, for a woman, anyway. Like, you just can't. It's just, it will fuck you up ultimately <laughs> um and it also supports your sex life so if you have a male partner it's going to help them to understand where you're at sexually at different times of the month you can even mark it on the calendar um I've heard of many people doing this so being like you know I'm in my wild woman phase this time of the month I'm in my summer I'm in my spring and then your partner knows when you're going to be DTF, down to fuck. <laughs> I sounded old then, eh? I know. Anyway, they're going to know when you're, when you're going to be at your horniest and when it's a good time to try that new sexy move that they've been hoping to, to try with you and when it's going to be a good time to suggest it and when they're going to have to surrender their sexy desires and let sex be guided by you aka your wild woman phase it's a really supportive and nourishing tool to support your intimate life but also to support your boys in general because if we are raised with men thinking that we're yuck or boys believing that a woman is yuck because she bleeds out of her pussy this causes huge disconnect in general and huge shame and fear and pain in the raising of women so that also affects men you know everything's one and I could go on a big tangent on this but I won't I'll leave it at that um I hope this was supportive to you today and I'm sending you so much love and light and shadow work on your journey um big love Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today, babes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would support my message mission by subscribing and reviewing my podcast. If you would like to follow my work, you can find me on social media at I am Amy D, or you can check out my website, amydintuitive.com. I hope to connect with you soon and I'm sending you so much love.